Hello and welcome to Something Inventive. This is a special episode as I'm going to share with you a full length recording from the Inventive Marketing Club number five back in May. And it's all about how to get five star reviews and why that's good for SEO. There's tons of information in it and lots of actions to put in place in your business. So I'm going to shut up now and uh, let's get on with it. Today we're going to talk about how to get five star reviews and uh, why I think they're good for SEO. So before we get started, I just want to set the scene as I always do. And I want to go through different ways we can get reviews and just make sure we all know what what I mean by reviews and make sure on the same page. So the first example here I've got is uh, on LinkedIn. Now these, these are reviews, but they call them recommendations. And it's where you are able to find a person's profile on LinkedIn. And if you've worked with them in some capacity, either as a, a contractor working for them or they've been a client of yours, uh, putting a testimonial down on how they are to work with. And I actually think it works well both ways. I think it's really good if you have a get a customer testimonial from someone who's paid you to do some work for them. Or the other way around, if you've worked for another company, I think it's nice as a, as a contractor or employee that... Um, you can give a testimonial to them. I think they 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 work both ways and benefit each other. So in this particular example, we've got recommendations. Unfortunately, and I think this is a shame, let's push down the bottom of LinkedIn. They're not as highlighted as I think they should be. The LinkedIn does have something called endorsements where you can say Ben is good at marketing, for example, which is slightly higher up. I think we can just see a little bit poking into the frame here. But I think recommendations are more important because A, they're more difficult to get and they're from people. They're, they're really giving you some uh, some direction on what that company would be like to work with. Now, the way to get recommendations in LinkedIn is to, um, well, you can do them two ways. You can either just give them or you can ask for them. You can send them a LinkedIn uh, recommendation request, um, maybe putting some information that you'd like them to touch on, and then they'll get that request and then they can, they can fill out their feedback and send it back to you. But another good way is to give people a recommendation first. I've often found that you will not get as many recommendations back as you give but it's often a good way to start because you're starting by giving, which is always a good way to start a relationship. So that's LinkedIn and their recommendations. So moving on, we've got reviews in Google Ads. Now these are automatic. I'm not gonna talk about them much really. We don't do a lot to do with these, but if you have a Google ad and you have seller ratings um, via your merchant account, then if you have over 150 reviews and an average or more than an average of 3.5, then they will show on your ad. The nice thing about this, and I think that the positive element about reviews on um, any platform is that usually they highlight you in some way, either by the number or the rating of the review. In this case, you get orange stars and that makes you stand out. Next, we've got local search. Now, I think this can be important to a lot of people where they find um, maybe they're trying to optimize for search engine optimization, but finding it tough. Actually, you can get found in local search if you uh, if you play your cards right. And this is using Google My Business. And if anyone doesn't have a Google My Business account, they should get one set up because it's free. And it's a really good way to put your business on the map, literally, quite literally, every pun intended there. Generally speaking with Google My Business, Google is looking at the distance you are from the center of that location. So um, I'm just looking in Sirencester here so we can see loosely it's in the center of the A429 there. That's where we consider Sirencester. That's where we got a cluster of accountants. And it's going to list the top ones who are closest to that area. And then as you move down the list, they're going to be moving further away from that. You can counter that a little bit by by reviews. So getting more five star or highly positive reviews is going to enable you to just trump that list and jump up a little bit further. Again, like with search optimization, 
there's a lot of unknowns here, but it does seem to be that A, you should make sure your profile um, is correctly listed. And if, if possible, put, put a keyword in that relates to what you do. So in this case, accountants or chartered accountants, and make sure you get your locality right, make sure you get your categories right, and then try and get reviews on it. I won't go into too much depth, but it might be a good topic to look at Google My Business as another subject for an IMC. So you can also um, collect reviews. So um, we've done a... Um, workshop this morning actually and I um, I have a, a review sheet like this it's possible that people can write feedback on here but I might want to put that feedback onto um, our website in the case of this this is uh, the Grays um, website I don't know if anyone any of you have tried Grays but they're um, lovely little nibble boxes that you can get through the post ideal gifts for people really because they're relatively cheap at under four pounds and nice and fun I know a lot of our clients like that um, sort of fun gift but um, in this case, so Grays have used a system called Trustpilot and they've um, got Trustpilot to collect re reviews for them um, after each sale. And then they've added them manually onto their website group here called the Worcestershire Education Network. On here, we can see three reviews and these are actually just pulled directly from uh, the Say Hello website. So the reviews actually go onto the Say Hello website like Trustpilot, but then there is a little embedded piece of code here which brings that information through from say hola it's a bit like embedding a youtube video on your web page except in this case you're embedding uh, testimonials the benefit with this is they're going to be updated so as you get more reviews on say hello it's going to be updated on this website here's another one in facebook now i like about these is they show up front before any updates for example I've, i go to kickboxing locally in sirencester and um, if i were to scroll down and try and keep up to date on their feed then i'm going to generally be scrolling past this information so photos and recommendations and, and reviews it's a really good way for people to see your rating so it's, it's a really good way to a make sure your reviews get seen and also to make sure that people uh, are encouraged to leave a review one thing i also noticed with facebook is they move to a thumbs up thumbs down rating they used to have a five star rating it, in my opinion and i don't know if anyone has any thoughts on this i actually prefer a simplistic rating so anything which is like yes they are good or no i wouldn't really rate them or a smiley face neutral face and a sad face i think they're my preferred ways of ranking or rating a particular company. Although a lot of people I know like to use a full five-star rating. Although the problem with that is I think, I'm not sure if they're a four or five-star. And I, I start thinking about it. It causes me to spend time on this, on the objective of leaving a review. And I don't want to spend time doing that. I want it to be nice and simple. Really speaking, I'm, I'm going to be going, yeah, they're great or they're okay or they were truly bad. I think to actually, for me to go in between, it doesn't work well. Although I know there are some people who make you work hard for that five star. Uh, but don't get me started on 10 point ways of reviewing a company. I find it, it difficult, but do leave me a comment if you think that's your preferred method. I'd be interested to find out how people prefer to review things. You can also get um, recommendations on Twitter. So, so here's a lovely one from Heidi. Um, Heidi, I don't know if you're in the audience, but you you may well wave if you like to. So this was this is great. Um, I can't remember exactly the situation here. I think we may have been on the phone or I may have just dropped in to see Heidi on the way back from Herefordshire. And we just had a chat about a few things that needed doing. And Heidi is very nice um, in terms of letting other people know, you know, if, if she likes working with people. So this was a really nice recommendation. It's not strictly a review or feedback, but it's really nice. And it, the nice thing about it from my perspective is, yeah, I get to see this and smile, but so does everyone else. So I can retweet this as well as everyone in Heidi's network getting to see this. So this is great. I did ask Heidi where she got the, um, what I call the jolly green giant image of me from. Um, she said she got it from my website, but that's a really, really old picture of me on our website. Uh, so I haven't got any beard 
uh, and, and our logo has changed since then. But it's it's nice it's nice to go back in time by about ten years. Um, and this is this is particularly good for us. But I know if you if you run a podcast or, or perhaps on YouTube, actually being able to leave the ratings directly on that service, increasing the rank maybe and position of that particular podcast. I've got a couple of example reviews here. It's really nice to see when to get that feedback that you know you're doing. But also it affects the algorithms in this system. So iTunes that it's the frequency that matters. So if you can get a good momentum of feedback, so you're, you're more likely to get seen by people casually browsing and you're more likely to come to the top of any particular search engine. Very similar for YouTube as well. There are lots of different ways of getting reviews and it could be recommendations, feedback, reviews. I like to sometimes ask for not a feedback or review, but can you tell me how to improve what we're doing? Certainly in the, in the workshop we had this morning, that was the key thing that we were asking. Just ask one thing that we could do to make the workshop even better. Because often what I find is they might say, yeah, I would have preferred nicer coffee, uh, although there is always nice, or more interactional or whatever it might be. But they'll usually say something nice as well. It's a good way of actually getting some positive feedback that you can do something with, some constructive criticism, maybe some positive feedback as well. Why are they useful? It doesn't just make us feel better, although that that is in itself quite useful. But there are lots of useful ways of doing it. One of the key ways is is that they can support your SEO efforts in, in a multitude of different ways. So number one, if you've got Google My Business, it can help you get further up that Google map in the list of three that appears at the top of Google when someone's searching for Cyrus Esther uh, accountants. Then the accountants will be listed and it's going to show you um, the ones who are nearest the center at the top. But if you've got your reviews, it may well bubble you to the top depending on how many reviews and how positive they are. I think people are more likely to click on your entry. If you have an entry that has these stars, whether they be gold or orange, you stand out more. You are going to be more visible. You look more engaging to click on. And also you've got social proof. You've got the fact that other people have trusted you and used you. Certainly if you've got a significant number of view reviews, that can make a huge difference. I haven't got a slide to show here, but something inventive podcast interviews was with a guy called, I'm going to say Greg for the moment while I try and find it in the background, but he ran an SEO affiliate company where he shows people how to make money through SEO affiliate links. And one of the things he did, which was quite unique in terms of trying to get feedback from people, is he would offer you the opportunity to get back the investment you put into his workshop by giving him a testimonial. One, I asked him about this, A, he, he, he knows that not everyone's going to take it, uh, otherwise he'd be out of pocket. But also, he knows that it's certainly in the early stages, that's the thing that really mattered. If he wanted to leap over everyone else, he needed really good reviews and he needed to be mentioned a lot. So whether that review was put onto his site directly or someone put it somewhere else, then that could help with search optimization that way. So that was quite interesting. I, I can't actually remember the, the link now, but it, it'll come to me. But basically, SEO affiliate domination. When I find the link, I will try and put it into the, uh, the notes here so you can have a look. But that's on our podcast. So definitely go and listen to that. I think, yeah, people are more like to click on your entry. And we've talked about improve organic rankings. I, I think there is an ability to use schema, which I think we touch on in this presentation, to use schema or structured data as part of your website. And you can reference the reviews you get from Google My Business, or in fact, any other review source. And that may give you an uplift in your search rankings. Um, it's certainly been recommended by our um, SEO partner that we work with. Um, Heidi's come up with a few comments here. She said, reviews are great. Third party endorsement without saying we're great all the time. A absolutely, Heidi. I mean, that I, I didn't mention that, but th that is one of the great things about reviews is that you don't have to say how great you are yourself. 
some people find it really difficult to say how great they are. I don't mind so much. I just often find that I'm not sure how to articulate it. And it's not so genuine if it comes from me. If it comes from someone else who's worked with you, who's found you friendly, useful, it's really nice to hear from other people. So Heidi, you've got a comment here. Remind us about your review software development, please. Yes, I will. Thank you for asking that. I will come to that at the end. So Heidi's asking, I think about Sayhola. So basically, yes, I think getting reviews can support SEO. Certainly will help you in that local Google map pack when someone's searching for you locally. Um, helps people click on your entry because you're a bit more visible. It's got a bit of that social proof in there. And also it may help you in organic rankings if you combine it with structured data. Now this actually came up in a talk this morning when we were talking about SEO in the workshop and we touched on reviews. One of the great things it gives you is the language that your customers use to describe you. I might help people with search optimization. We might help people get more leads to help their business. We get people up to number number one in Google or whatever it might be. That's difficult by the way. So I'm, not, I'm never going to promise that. But there's lots of different things we could say or I could say about way, the way we work. But actually, when I listen to customers and see what they say, it's so much easier and nicer. And you can use that text in your language back. So you can reflect all of that language back onto your website, back into your website copy, your blog articles, your tweets, your conversations with clients When if you get down to a sales meeting. You can use exactly that same language back to them. And I think that can make a huge difference. The little picture I've got on the slide here is showing a guy with two cutout avatars. Now, an avatar or a persona is where you take all the essence of your customer and try and boil it down into maybe a description, give them a name, think about what their pains and problems are, sort of why they might be seeking a service like yours. Uh, you might also be looking to determine what influences them to buy at different stages. You know, what are they interested in when they're just in need of a product through to when they actually want to buy what do they need to know how important are different factors for them if you get reviews that can help you understand your customers better and help develop these personas now, i'm not going to talk about just personas but it might be something uh, good to touch on later and really go through that process of how you might develop a persona so helps target seo again using the language they might use in search engines when they're searching on seo you can make sure those words are in there and yeah i think i think it just feels more comfortable because when you're looking at a website and you can see people in the pictures and you can read the language and it reflects you it feels like you or, or part of your tribe or the people you like being with it's going to make it easier to get in touch with them or more likely to get in touch with that company bring your customers closer so i found this personally but uh, i have read an article on this and i, I can't find it now but just through anecdotally and, and through a little bit of uh, I won't call it science, but through other readings, I've found that if you get someone to review your service or, or, or your product, and you can do that with a, an image of them or a video, that positive review of them talking to you in video is more likely to reinforce the opinion that they hold about your company. So if they like you, they're more likely to give you a review. If they give you a review, it's going to reinforce their opinion of your company anyway. And that can be a good way to encourage people to talk about your business. Because if nothing else, if you have have a fun, uh, interesting testimonial uh, video, or even just a bit of text. Someone may, depending on how you're using that testimonial, they may go, oh yeah, I said that. They've got that on, their, on, on my website. I noticed the other day on Basecamp, which is a bit of software we use, I scrolled all the way to the bottom because I was using, they've got actually quite a nice testimonial page where you go to their client's page and a lot of testimonials that they've got from clients, there's, there's hundreds on there, um, are listed on that page. And I'm at the very bottom. So to me, it brings a smile to my face that I've, I've actually been seen on there. But essentially, yeah, it reinforces your, your view on a company. So actually getting people to, to leave a testimonial, particularly if they've got their image associated, will reinforce their opinion and make them more likely to refer others. Again, it's how far you go with that review. I will often, depending on how
how it works out. If someone reviews us or gives us a really, uh, really good feedback at the end of a project, then they'll get a nice treat um, for doing so. Uh, I think Gray's box there. And that in itself, they've done the review. Well, that's fine. But actually getting the Gray's box, that sticks in their mind. And that's something that, that may bring you to mind for other people. So maybe it's not the review, but it could be the way you handle it afterwards and thank. Okay, so how to collect reviews. So I'm just going to run through a few different examples of um, how we collect reviews. Uh, in fact, before I do so, let me pull up the link to uh, Greg Jeffries, the SEO affiliate. I'll pop that in the notes for everyone there. This is how we collect reviews. And, and gem generally speaking, I would say do so after a positive engagement. Do so when you want to get the right customers to give you a review. What you don't want is just be seeking constant reviews after every transaction. I think that might lead you to annoy people uh, at the very least. Um, and they'll start ignoring your feedback and reviews. So certainly asking after the right time period and not asking too frequently, but also trying to ask after a positive engagement. So choose that engagement wisely, because if it's negative, you're going to get negative feedback, which is fine. But if you're asking them to go onto a public review site and they've just had a crap experience, then you know what review you're going to get. So the first example from us is a, a project follow-up message. So this is loosely based on a template that we use. Once we finished a web development project, or a small um, ad hoc project, then we might follow up with some website like this. What I try and do in this particular message is give them uh, an idea of what we want it for, why, we, why we'd like it, what would be useful. I try and make it feel like the person's doing us a favor. I mean, they are doing us a favor, but trying to show that because people are inclined to want to help if they're giving you a favor. I mean, in some cases, I actually ask, would you, you know, you'd make my day if you did me this favor and, and filled out a review for us. It can actually compel people to leave a review more often than if they weren't going to do that. And in fact, Lou has written a piece on that on our blog. I don't know if I'll be able to find it while we speak, but it's certainly it's something to do with a US president. I'll see if I can find it at some point and, um, and put it on our newsletter. But what we've got here is just a list of questions, you know, what the need was. So really, that's that's understanding the pain points. That's going to help with developing the avatar. Has it achieved it? You know, have we done our job? Have they got any ideas for the future? That opens up the conversation for us to talk uh, about other projects and ideas, any snags or niggles, because I want to address those first. And I want to address those before we get to the recommendation, because I want to almost get that out of their head before they think about that. And then this line, which I quite like, and, and I like it because what it does is if you were to copy and paste the answer, it gives you something you can almost directly use as a testimonial. And that is, if you were to recommend rather inventive to a friend or colleague, how would you describe us? So what we then, what we get is the customer's language written down describing how we worked with them for their particular situation. And that seems to work quite well. And I'll come back to that actually as part of Say Hola, because that's one of the sentences we use. This is a bit of feedback gathering from Riverford. I think this came on our fifth box from Riverford. Um, this was just a current example I had coming through. And what I liked about it is it it, it wasn't, didn't come straight away. So what they didn't want is my very first opinion of it, which could have been positive, could have been negative. What they wanted is my sustained opinion. So this came after five boxes. I had, A, I'd been willing to purchase from them for five boxes. I am a customer that is that they want, that is worth having. I'm not just buying one box and going, I don't want that. I'm someone who wants to be a repeated buyer. And so therefore, if you want longer term customers, then arguably I'd say you want to get testimonials from longer term customers. Maybe you not wait too long. This was five boxes. So that's about five, six weeks, something like that. They're using Trustpilot in this instance, and they just want to leave a review, which I did. And the nice thing is they responded back to that review. So I knew, A, I'd provided some feedback and that feedback was valued. I didn't get a free gift. That would have been nice, especially from Riverford. But hey, 
you can't win everything. So this is, you might see a lot of this actually from support companies where they'll just add uh, a rate us at the bottom of their email. I wouldn't have this on every customer email going out, but we've got a support account. So everything from there where arguably I'd say customers need help and we can help them. So people will email in to support and then we're able to respond back and help them and hopefully get their issue resolved, whether it be hosting or website update or something like that. But at the bottom of each one of those, we do have our say hola link. So just like with Trustpilot, we can say, we can ask, have we done a good job? Let us know on the link below. And we've had a few, you know, we don't get, in fact, most of the reviews I get are when they are solicited after a particular action, like our workshops or a project. But this does, does drip them through. And I have had a few like this and it's it's nice. It's really good as just as an extra way of capturing a few other people who might be out the scope of your projects, workshops or anything else where you generally would get reviews. So this is quite a nice way of doing it. So if you have a set up a Google My Business page, then you would be able to leave a review down the bottom of it, depending on how you link people there. I've already put a review on here because we've worked with Communion. I, I would edit my review, but if I hadn't put a review on there, it would say add review down the bottom. Even better than that though, once you've got this set up, you can actually get a direct link directly to the review box. So in this case, I'm using us as an example. If you follow the link that is shown in the notes there, then that will basically a, a description of how to generate a unique link straight to this page. If you were to link to people from uh, your website, or from an email, you can take them straight to this Google review page so they don't have to find the button. They can just click on the five star and rate their experience. And that's nice and simple. So um, if you go to support.google and then their answer 70357, 772, you'll find that there. Anyway, getting onto this particular page, I think what whatever process you go through, th say thank you in some way. If you can spend a bit of money on it, maybe find a little gift, but whatever you do, don't make it a bribe. I would probably not bring up the idea of the gift before you ask for a review, but you can certainly do that if you want, as long as it's not, I'll certainly keep it under 20 quid. And I did say we'd talk about structured data. Don't be scared because a lot of people don't know what it is. Normally in my workshops, I say, put your hands up if you know what structured data is and we get nothing. I won't ask that here because I can't see your hands. Some of you may know about this as well, because I've talked to a lot of clients about structured data and we started implementing it on, on their site but I think it's nice for you to see how this works. For those who don't know what it is, structured data is a standard format to identify different types of content. Uh, and it is recommended by Google and Bing. In fact, I think they were part of the development of structured data or the website schema.org. So here's an example of how it works. So if you had a recipe site and one of the recipes on there was apple pie, you can add some additional markup schema information that you can use to deter to tell Google or anyone else looking at this content that it's a recipe, the exact name of this recipe, who who is the author of this recipe, and then other details like the ingredients, the method, and so on, as well as the average rating. So if you do have ratings available on your site, then you can apply them in this schema data uh, and apply them to your site. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be relevant for, for, for you guys as an audience, but it's a good example to show that if you want to get in one of these content boxes that appear often at the top above the search results, specific things, it does tend to be for specific types of objects like recipes, then you'd want to make sure you're, you've got your structured data in place. So uh, Anita, you had a question here. What format is best when obtaining reviews? Do you recommend click the box online or fill in a form? Okay, so basically you're saying what's, what's the easiest way or the best format for collecting reviews, particularly from the client's point of view? Is it going to be online or fill in the form? It's a good question. I would say try and do both because A, won't capture everyone and B, some people prefer online stuff. Like I prefer doing things online. 
Some people prefer doing things when they're in the moment. So for example, I don't know if you, uh, you were on when this, when I was showing this, Anita. So this is our workshop notes form. Now forget everything at the top. We're looking at this bit at the bottom. It's not truly feedback as such, but it is asking a question that can incite for that. I think to get all of this information, it's a lot easier for me to ask for it in the workshop. As much as I would like people to fill it in digitally, it just doesn't happen so much. You know, it's just not always going to happen. So what I do is I get people to fill out feedback forms when they're there, but I'll also follow up a day or two afterwards with further notes, and I will get a review of what they thought about the workshop at that point. Now, also what I do is I'll follow up within 30 days. The follow-up might be on, um, on Skype or something like this, a video conference, in which case, if they've had a service, I might be able to, if they haven't given me a review, I might be able to seek another review at that point. For me, trying to get the review as near as possible to the transaction is best. It's, as I said before, a positive transaction. If you can get a positive transaction and get and ask for a review soon afterwards, that's going to be better. If you leave it too long, people will either have forgotten the experience or won't be bothered. So it's best to try and do it as soon as possible. Online is often easiest for me and it's most preferable from my point of view in terms of collecting data. But I think it depends. It really does depend on your audience. And um, maybe if you post an example, and we can talk about that. So this is structured data and why it, it is useful. And this is just an example from Apple Pie. So here's an example from a client and why it might be useful from helping an SEO point of view. This was a screenshot taken when we just implemented this not long after the schema was put onto their website. Oh, in fact, let me flick to the schema so you can see it. So on this particular website, we put in this script, which is called JSON script. And it's a way of representing information where you can see you've almost got fields like name, and then you've got a value, which is their Cellmac metalworking machinery. So what we could do is we could put this on the contact page of their website, and it's gonna give us additional information like their contact details. It's gonna tell Google this is a company, this is their name, this is what their logo is, and then also what, what other properties they've got around the internet that relate to them. Again, this helps Google tie up entities so it knows where, where all the information is. Plus, we've got this aggregate rating. Now, this was just manually input. So we've got the rating value and review count need to be manually changed in this case. And they come from Google My Business. Once this is put in, after a period of time, once Google goes back through and re-indexes the site, when the contact page comes up in search, this is what it's going to look like. And it's going to help highlight the um, listing with these review stars. As they get more reviews, they should go back and add them in. There's a mechanic in the back of the web WordPress website where they can do that. But this is just for the contact page. Obviously, if you've got products, or in this case, machine types, or in our case, we might have a workshop page, or we've got various services, we want to make sure those reviews are very specific to our specific pages. So if someone's searching for workshops or SEO workshop in Sirencester, and we have a page like that, a workshop page, then we want our ratings to show. So we can customize this value here just to be for the reviews that we've got for our workshop. But it's a bit of a pain to manage. I mean, it's really useful, but of, often you want something automated to put this data in for you. Uh, and I'll show you something that can do that later. But if you, if you don't have this, uh, and even if you don't have reviews, just putting in this first part up to aggregate rating can be really helpful in just telling Google who you are and where you are on the internet. Someone who explain a lot more about structured data than I and give you a background on it is a guy called Dwayne Forrester. Now I interviewed him a while ago and he helped create 
theschema.org when he was at Microsoft. He's now working for a company called Yext, and they are basically a quite a big organization that helps other big organizations manage all their properties online. So schema is one of those elements that they all help manage. But, you know, they'll make sure all their online profiles are correct, up to date and synchronized, really. So, yeah, he knows a lot about that. It's a really good interview. I, I, I recommend you listen to that. You can find that on our website if you um, just go to our blog and search for Dwayne. Or you can probably just search for Dwayne Forrester, Something Inventive Podcast in your podcast player and it should come up. So I'm going to come back to what Heidi was asking you about, which I've already spoken to Heidi about this a little while ago. And it's a, a bit of um, review software that we've developed. And it may well help both what I was talking about in terms of collecting reviews and maybe answering Anita's question, but also about structured data and a way of managing that process as well, because they're both relevant. I will talk you through it. This is a product that we've made called Say Hola. It is free to everyone, although our customers or paying customers get a more advanced version where we can customize it for them and tweak it and link it to multiple profiles it is open to anyone and i'll walk you through it so essentially what we want to do or the reason i came up with say hola and created it is because i wanted a simple way to collect testimonials online i either wasn't happy with the other solutions that were out there or they're expensive so i didn't want to, it just wasn't something we could recommend for some of the level of our clients so we came up with this very simple system i wanted it to ask just one simple question or get two bits of information really which is a were you happy so that's what the thumb up me were you happy with this and if you were can you give us a testimonial now if you're to ask people are you happy that's fine they can answer that but if you say can you give us a testimonial they may not know what you mean it may give different results i wanted to reuse that question that we've used in our, our project post project survey quite a lot which has always given the great testimonials broadly out of it but also if they put no then i wanted to change the question i wanted to find out what we could do better particularly for us but any company who's using this so the question alters depending on whether they put yes or no, because we want to seek different information. If it's yes, we want to say, how would you tell other people? If it's no, how would you tell us? What information can we do to make it better for next time? Yes, it goes, thank you. Now, if you were to recommend rather inventive marketing to a friend, what should you say about it? And then this gives us our testimonial. And then if they want to be associated with the feedback, their name and email in there, and then submit very simple process it's basically one and a half questions once that's done it's going to lead them onto the next page on the next page again thanks them for their feedback that feedback has been submitted they don't have to continue anymore and they can close everything down from your point of view as a customer you get that notification straight away as an email so you get that feedback and if they've named it it's going to put their name against it so that's great so you can thank them personally at that point you can get back in touch um, if they've left their email we can ask another question would you go a few steps further and review rather inventive uh, one of the following websites now we've got two listed here um, the interface actually changed a little bit since i took these screen grabs we've got a slightly better question which hopefully gets a bit more feedback thank you to aaron kernahan for that uh, from eclipse but basically at this stage what we want to do is say well that's great now are you able to then review that reviewers publicly and take the review ben and his team are so helpful i made that up by the way that's not a real review and then put that onto a different platform like google my business if they can do that that's brilliant so not only we didn't know the feedback but it goes publicly can they put it on as a tweet we've also got links into facebook house and itunes if you've got a podcast and there's other there's other ones we'll be adding like tin and i want to add a youtube one at some point so there's lots of different things there because i want people to go a bit step further if they're already feeling um well disposed to us can we take a little bit of an advantage and ask them uh, another question We've got some other ideas and I'll be interested in your feedback in this in terms of building in some thank you gift like a Grey's voucher or a coffee or a discount voucher if you're a shop and that can come up at the end. 
so they can print it out and take it with them or show it to people in store. I don't know yet. It's an interesting way of just saying thank you at the end. But essentially, the goal has been achieved. We've we've created something which is, I'll go back to that slide, easy to link to. It's just a URL. You can just link people straight to the Ask page. You don't have to have any special codes in there if you don't want to. They can answer basically 1.5 questions. And if they have enough time, then they're likely to do this. Now, the conversion rate through to these extra services isn't, isn't terribly high, but it's better than not having them at all. For example, if you were to click on Twitter, it actually gives you some instructions on, on how to achieve that, which um, I found useful because some people may not know how to do it. And in fact, tweeting is the is probably the easiest way because you just click on the link. It's, pre, it's taken your testimonial, um, created the tweet for you. You just need to sign in and press tweet. So, Anita, I don't know if that helps answer your question in terms of what's the best but I would definitely think a short online form is more useful generally. But if you're in person with them, like I was this morning in our workshop, I think actually a form is probably the best, unless you're willing to hand around a couple of iPads, but you don't want to make people wait. Once you filled out the feedback over a bit of time, you'll get a scorecard rating. And the percentage there is based on the number of thumbs up and thumbs down ratings that you get. Thumbs up and thumbs down will always be counting that rating. However, the feedback that is shown is only shown if it's approved. So that one from Sue there was only shown because it was helpful rating. If it's something where I didn't want to approve it for some reason, spelling was wrong or they got something wrong in it or, or it was something I don't want I don't want people to see, maybe a rant, something from a competitor, you can actually not show that. But I thought the actually having a score or rating, I think I need that to, that to be accurate and I don't want people to uh, abuse that by just hiding all the, all the bad stuff. Now I did say we'll come on to schema. What's nice about it is again, over time, it builds up schema for you. So we've pre-put in all this information. And so if you scroll to the end of your scorecard and actually view all, then you'll see the schema automatically generated for you. So it's got all your details in there, everything we need, including the same as, because that links to Twitter, Google, Facebook, all the other profiles we've put in, plus your aggregate rating, which it does know about. So in this case, you can see we've had 38 reviews, the review average rating of five. The rating is either one because it's negative or five because it's positive. Luckily, we've had no negative reviews, so it hasn't brought that average rating down. But if we did, it's going to bring that average rating down. And then we can just copy and paste that and put it straight onto our site. I didn't put an example of it on there, but we're actually generating a bit of code for WordPress sites where it would automatically pull that information in, this particular schema information onto the site along with the reviews. So you don't have to do anything. Every time you get a new say hello review, it just automatically updates it on there. That particular one is that short code and plugin is only available to customers or paying users, but um, there's no nothing to stop you just copying and pasting this particular information here. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants a free say hello account, just, just get in touch, just email me, hello at ratherinventive.com. And, and I'll sort that out for, for you. It's uh, completely free. It's something you want to build up over time. And I believe it really is a very easy way to collect feedback compared to some of the other systems I've seen. So we're rounding off. What would you like the next topic to be? I've got SEO, search optimization, image editing. And I don't know how much we're going to cover with that because there's so many different things. We could even look into how you might find images online and just sort of broadly talk about images and how they're used online. Google Analytics or something Right, so I want you to vote on the poll. And we've got SEO, image editing, Google Analytics, or something else. I should have some dramatic music um, while people are doing this. Maybe I'll just drum up.
Oh, SEO and image finding and editing. Have we got one person to break the deadlock? Otherwise, I'm going to have to choose SEO. Oh, okay. So, um, Anita, as you put in uh, SEO there, I think we can cover that. Brilliant. Okay, that's great. So, I did give an SEO workshop this morning, so we're already primed on that. I've got some great topics to talk about that. So, that's ideal. So, if um, if you're listening and you're not a member, you came in um, uh, as a freebie first uh, first one, then you can join our club for just £250 for the whole 12 months and at the very least you're going to get one of these club webinars every single month if you're already a customer or you've been invited on or you're part of one of our sort of um uh, one of the networks we're part of then you know you don't need to join but if you're if you're just coming on for for the one show then you can just join and you can buy it directly online via inventive people site uh, we're also hoping to put more into the club over time but thanks very much guys hopefully you have um Enjoy the rest of what's left of the week and the month and I'll catch you next one. Thanks for listening all the way through. I do hope you found that insight into our marketing club interesting and you've got lots of actions to take away. If you want to contact me, I'm at Ben Canale on Twitter. Or if you want to guest, you can contact hello at ratherinventive.com. You can find the show notes for this episode, ratherinventive.com slash podcast. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do it just by telling other people or you can give us a rating on iTunes. Or if you found the club useful, head over to inventivepeople.co.uk and look at the marketing section for um, our club and you can find out more there. Thanks for listening. Bye.